0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Seth Greenberg, ESPN, college basketball guru, analyst, maven. Uh, what do you prefer, guru, analyst, or maven?
1: Definitely not guru. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Gurus <laughs> don't know what they're talking about. Gurus think they know what they're talking about. So gurus is not a good is, – is not a good – Description. Okay,
0: uh, Just a fire basketball coach that likes to talk ball. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk some ball then. Um, before I get to Duke Carolina at, uh, at Cameron Indoor Stadium Saturday at 630 and college game day, everybody's here. Um, what have you seen in the development of Duke over the last, really more recently over the last two or three weeks of them as a
1: team? I think they are getting better significantly, and 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 look, they. It's really real difficult. You think about the journey that this this team has been through. Uh, you know, they start the season, uh, preseason, and Derek Whitehead and Derek Lively are out for injury. Tyrese Proctor doesn't get there until the fall. So there's three guys that you're probably going to be counting on. Three young players that miss maybe a good portion of the pivotal time that you get to kind of immerse yourself in identity, culture, uh, and build a foundation uh for the season you know the preseason is a big part the summer is a big part of when you basically build the foundation for the building blocks of of, of what you're going to be basically focused on during the season so john had to deal with that uh and then he had Jeremy roach going down which actually might be a blessing in disguise because from that point on i think tyrus proctor has been I, i've watched tyrus proctor grow mature developed more in the last two weeks than maybe he did prior to that. I think a lot of it had to do with he had greater responsibility when Roach was out. So uh, I think right now that they're in a good place. Uh, you know, my thing on this time of the year, especially with young teams, Adam, is don't be so concerned over preparing for each and every game because this time of the year you play three games in a week or two games in a week. Right. You have to have a day off. Worry about your team and then your concepts, offensively and defensively, and then apply those offensive and defensive concepts to your preparation the day before the game. But if you you forget about working on your team and having your team improve, then you're losing focus at the finish line. Because for Duke, North Carolina, their season doesn't start until the (laughs) NCAA tournament because that's where they get judged. Right. So I've watched Duke get better, uh, their identity in terms of how they're playing, there's spacing. You see Derek Lively developing a role as a rim runner, a shot blocker, a dunker spot guy, a short roller. You see, you know, all of a sudden now, Proctor has the ball in his hands a little bit more, which enables Roche to play off the ball. Uh, you see Mitchell being more assertive in picking his spots than, you know, Filipowski. Uh, figuring out where he wants the ball, not just settling to have him play in the perimeter, but putting him on the left side of the floor so he can draw it to his right hand. Where he wants the ball at the end of the game is getting him in post-ups. So, I think this team is coming
0: along nicely right now. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, about three weeks ago, maybe, eh, maybe even a little bit more, I had it in my head that Tyrese Proctor couldn't play, wasn't good enough to play at this level, or was a year away from playing high-level ball at this level. Uh, but the last two, three weeks, the shot has come back. Uh, there's just been a little bit more bounce, and maybe he's just a little bit more sure of himself. Because when you think, as Crash Davis said, don't think you can only hurt the ball club. Uh, And I think he's just playing more instinctively now.
1: Look, I agree with him. The kid's got a high, high basketball IQ. Got a really good feel for the game. Terrific passer, sees plays early. All the things you need to be a good player. Uh, He came in with a reputation to be a very good shooter. Uh, I went and watched him practice in the fall, and I thought he could really shoot the ball. So uh, knowing where your shots are coming from, uh, getting used to the speed of the game, uh, getting used to the physicality of uh, the American game, I think, you know, it took a little time, and it should. Yeah, He's young. He's a kid. I mean, you know, we want to treat these guys as adults because of NIL and, and all that other stuff. But in the end, you know, there's a process that everyone goes through. Every level you move up, there's a process that you go through. And he went through that process, and the light
0: bulb's starting to go on. Seth Greenberg, ESPN, is joining us here. Duke and Carolina coming up Saturday, 630. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Tar Heels. Let's set back last night. I think Pitt's pretty good, so I'm not that surprised, and Pitt handled them uh, up. Actually, Pitt came back to beat them up in Pittsburgh. Um, what are your thoughts on the Tar Heels? It was a rare down game from R.J. Davis, uh, but what do you think about Carolina?
1: I think they're good. I think that, you know, they're really good when they play through Armando Bacon. And, uh, you know, I don't think he got enough touches. Now, he got to the free throw line yesterday, and you know, he did what he did does. But uh, I think that early in the season, uh, they were playing through their guards. And, RJ, you know, RJ and Caleb, maybe their shot selection wasn't as good as it needs to be. I thought R.J. Davis is playing at an elite, elite level. I just think he's, I call him a city guard, New York City guard. I think he does it at a high level. Uh, But the focal point's got to be Armando Baycott, and then you play off of them. The focal point's got to be getting him early touches in the post. Get him going, and the game becomes easier for everyone else. Uh, But, I mean, Pitt is a good team. They're an old team. They're a mature team. Mm -hmm. They're a physical team. Uh, They're a team that can get in the lane and put pressure on you. You know, they had a great game at at Cummings, and, you know he had been struggling a little bit. Blake Henson, they did a good job on Blake Hinson, but that's the thing about this pit team. You know Jamarrus Burton can beat you. Know yeah. Cummings can beat you. They can bring Sabandi off the bench. He can get it going. Uh, they've got a they've got a real toughness about him, a maturity about him, a resiliency about him that uh, just teams haven't had in a while. And I, you know, like to me, I think he did a great job in the portal, not acquiring talent but acquiring guys that have been in the NCAA tournament, guys that are there for the right reasons to win, to compete, to play together, uh, to do something special. And uh, and I think that's how they're playing. So, yeah, I mean, look, you're going to lose games in the league. That's just the way it is. I mean, you know, everyone loses the mind to lose a game in the league. Uh, giving away a lead, you know, that's a tough one, because uh, you expect with that veteran backcourt. I, I think Carolina's really good. I think that, again, injuries help uh, move some guys along which I think is good. They still have to continue to develop their bench a little bit more, but uh, I think they're good. I think Caleb Love understanding where his shots are coming from is really important and not chasing them. And at the end of the game, knowing that he's going to take and make some tough shots because that's who he is. But uh, and Pete Nance kind of getting a feel for what, you know, where he fits. Remember now, Ray Manic <laughs> there was a time last year that he didn't know where his shots were coming from, and, you know, he, he didn't find his fit. I think Pete Nance is—he's not Brady Manick, but he's trying to—he's
0: finding his niche. It'll be very interesting to see how Carolina, because I thought that Brady Manick was the uh, was the difference between uh, good Carolina and great Carolina last year. Um, it'll be—it's almost be—it would almost be unfair to lump that, put that on Pete Nance because I thought Manic offensively just made every big perimeter shot and of course Caleb Love went uh went bananas at at times last year but Manic was a constant for them real quick about the matchup does Kyle Filipowski create problems I mean he creates problems for everybody but because he's an inside outside guy and Duke will play two bigs does it create problems for Carolina
1: well, when Lively's in the game, it won't because you know I think that uh, you know he'll he'll have a matchup with it's you know with Nance. I think it's it's if he if they start, if they don't start Lively and Armando. He could get Armando in trial trouble. I mean that that I'm sure that would be a concern uh, for Hubert as he you know he figures out you know matchups. Right. 'Cause if Duke starts lively, I think, you know, Armando's fine and then you know, Armando, okay. Armando will get will get in, Armando will get into the legs of of uh lively, take away his shot blocking and kind of move him be able to hold hold spots. But when they downsize, uh, I think that's where it could be uh, a little bit of a problem when they when they Philipowski's he's not a five, but they play him at five. And they post him and they put him in isolations and he drives up from the wing and you know, I mean, a lot of what John's doing at the end of games is getting him on that left elbow, extended, yeah. clearing out the side, then he just drives it right. Or he catches it on the right side, drives it, spins, and chooses a little jump hook. So that'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to watch two coaches. Both coaches have skin in the game. Yeah. We talked about this in game day. This is my thing. Like Both coaches have skin in the game. They actually understand and have felt uh, the air being different, the, the emotion of Duke Carolina, what it stands for. I'm sure they both had moments, seminal moments, in that rivalry. Now, as coaches, all right, they can be moved to emotion. They can be emotional. But they can't let being moved to emotion and being emotional impact how they coach that game. And uh, I think that's something that it's going to be really interesting. Ubert has a little experience in it. This is going to be John's first time. But, you know, most, most rivalry games, you're moved to emotion. And at some point, you're you going to get emotional. But then you've got to get back to coaching the game. You've got to get back to laser focus on what, why, how we're doing what we're doing. And I think that's going to be interesting to watch. All
0: right, let me ask you one question about my favorite team to watch in the Triangle.
1: Love the pack. Love the pack.
0: I love that team. I love that backcourt. I was on that backcourt back in when I watched them play against Kansas. Um, and D.J. Burns is a different player now than he was then, uh, the big guy up front. But between Joyner and Smith, they have as good a backcourt as you're going to find anywhere.
1: Well, you got to include Marcel in that, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 I love here's him, too. Deal. I, I, I went and uh, watched NC State practice in the fall, and Kevin asked me to speak to their team. and uh, I basically told those guys, you, you can be as good as anyone in this league as long as you make on defensive end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, look, uh, that backcourt, uh, Marcel was shooting 40 from the three, and Jordan was totally committed defensively and has a toughness about him and a maturity about him. And Tequavian, like, those guys can impact the game on both sides, and that's what's happening this year. And they pick each other up. You know, Tequavian might be struggling a little bit, like he did after his, his injury, and, you know, all of a sudden, Jarkel picks him up and, you know, Casey Morel is just going to defend and be a bulldog and be tough, and but and then I grabbed those three kids separately. And I said, like, you guys understand this is your team. You're, you whatever you want to. You have a blank canvas. Whatever you're going to paint on that canvas, it's going to. Your coach is going to live with you guys. And I have been so impressed.
0: 0013, or text Adam to 600 Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor.
1: So impressed with how they've come together and the trust that they have in each other. It's been really fun to watch. And I'm really happy for Kevin. Kevin Keats is one of my favorite guys in coach. He's a terrific coach. He's a better person. He cares so much. He's a great communicator. Uh, he has an identity of how he wants them to play. You can see they're playing for him. Uh, you see the joy that those guys are having playing I I'm I'm so 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 happy for him uh and for those kids
0: I am too they're fun they are fun to watch and I appreciate that Kevin Keats is bringing the sport coat back to college coaching we needed it. I don't I don't want to see guys wearing sweats anymore I'm tired of that
1: I agree with you I agree with you. I mean, personally, I mean, I know it's comfortable, but it looks like you're coaching a pickup game, like, you know, a summer league game in the East gym at UNLV uh, for summer league. Uh, you know, it's great, but you know, our game, minutes the NBA uh, on the court right. and obviously on the sidelines and, it, you know, it's a lot more comfortable. And you know, that sounds great. You know, foot, baseball coaches wear uniforms and football coaches wear, you know, sideline gear. And that's great. Uh, I just think there's uh, there's a professionalism to it. it. Doesn't mean anything. I think you do what you're comfortable in. But uh, you know, Keatsy looks at himself as a fashion plate. He's he, very very yeah. sharp. He, he I, I mean, he looks at himself as you know, the, the guy with the Ferrum. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he looks at himself as you know, like you know, GQ Keatsy. I mean, so I mean, I mean, you know, we're we're, we're we're kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. He's got the prada sneakers on sometimes. Yeah. I mean. I mean, you know, the guy's unbelievable, but he can really coach,
0: and he's an easy guy to root for. Yeah, I, I agree. I I, I like him. Uh, I, I actually hung with him once, watching our kids play a soccer game against each other. Uh, he is a he is a good dad, uh, and he's his dad. his team is playing great. And uh, I thank you. You're a good dad too. Uh, I I I know one of your kids. So, uh, I and I, I don't know any of your grandkids yet, but I know you're busy. So I appreciate your time, uh, Seth Greenberg. You know
1: the, you, you know the snarky daughter.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. I absolutely do. Uh, I know where she gets it, too. Uh, so I thank you very much. and My brother. <laughs> she's the best, man, uh, as you are. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Appreciate you.